You were number two. I oh. thought we only had time for one. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> Coming to you in your speakers from Dubai to all around the globe. This is James Reynolds Traffic Jam Podcast. Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome back to Traffic Jam. This is episode number five. I'm James Reynolds, your host, and I, along with my special guests each week, bring you the very latest cutting-edge traffic techniques to drive a bigger audience to your website. Now, on today's show, we've got an exclusive interview with Jennifer Sheehan from fbadslab.com. Jen is at the absolute forefront of Facebook marketing and works with some of the biggest personalities and companies on the planet, including none other than the US president himself, Barack Obama. Now, as there have been so many developments coming out of Facebook recently, I've asked Jen to come on the show to tell us about what these updates mean and how you can take advantage of them. Now, it's a real content-packed interview with a ton of tips for getting the most out of your Facebook advertising campaign. So get ready with a paper pad because you're going to be taking some serious notes on this episode. Now, of course, you want to stick around till the end of the show for this week's news in traffic, where we have all of the latest news from the past week in online traffic generation. Plus, there's the one minute traffic tip, which is about a minute long and includes a tip on traffic. OK, the name kind of gives that away. The Traffic Jam Podcast with James Reynolds. A quick shout out to Danielle Blaker, Nick Gonzalez and all the Digital Bytes team who are doing a great job bringing together digital media experts in the Middle East via their website, digitalbytes.me and their monthly events. Now, I'm very happy to be a weekly contributor to their website, which is building a really strong reputation as a source of knowledge and best practice on all things Middle East digital. Now, if you're in Dubai and can make it to their next event in Dubai, Media City on the 1st of April, make the effort to go along. I'll look forward to seeing you there because I too will be in attendance. For further information on their events, visit digitalbytes.me. Because Jen's got so many great tips to share on this episode, let's dive straight into the feature interview and we're talking Facebook innovation. Hello, James. Thanks for having me. It's a real pleasure to have you on. Thanks for joining us. So before we begin, tell our listeners a little bit about who you are, where you are, and what you do. Okay, sure. My name is Jennifer Sheehan. I'm originally from Chicago, but I moved to Melbourne, Australia about 17 years ago, and I haven't looked back. I'm really happy to not have to live through Chicago winters anymore. Um, I own and operate a Facebook marketing agency called FB Ads Lab, and we focus primarily on helping um, medium-sized businesses bring their marketing over to Facebook. So we help them with their ads and their ad campaigns and pages and help them stay on the cutting edge of what needs to happen in Facebook for their business. Fantastic. And you're now in Melbourne, is that right? That's correct. That's correct. 
I don't know quite what it is about the water in Melbourne, but we had Victoria Gibson, um, who's also a Facebook specialist on the show a few weeks back, and she indeed also is from Melbourne. So you guys are obviously doing something right over there with Facebook. We sure are. Victoria and I are good friends. We get together regularly and um, share tactics and stuff. We work together quite well. She's very smart. She is indeed, yeah. Well, you're also a smart cookie when it comes to Facebook, and it's exactly why I've got you on today's podcast. There have been so many updates recently on Facebook, and I thought it'd be great to get you on the show to kind of share your expert insight into most of these recent innovations coming out of Facebook and how businesses can best maximize them to generate targeted traffic. So if you're happy to follow my lead, I've scribbled down some notes here with a few updates that have happened I guess over the last 12 months or so. And I'd like to get you Mm -hmm. to tell us more about what each of these updates is all about and kind of your top insider tips on how to get the most out of each one. So we're kind of going to break this down into kind of what it is and your top insider secrets on getting the most out of it. So you ready to roll? Absolutely. That sounds like a good plan. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. Well, first one, and I guess it's a little way back now, is the introduction of Timeline. Tell us about that. Absolutely. So um, it was probably about a year ago now that Facebook introduced Timeline, which was a new format for personal profiles and business pages. And that had a profound impact on businesses because there were a number of things that all of a sudden became far more important. And um, for those businesses who implemented those things right away, they were able to ride that wave. One of those things is images and the importance of images on your Facebook page and your Facebook posts because what they they did they changed was that images were displayed much larger and they were kind of front and center yeah. and by seeing these nice big colorful images in their newsfeed people were far more likely to engage with them prior to timeline we were all kind of posting little comments and thoughts more like Twitter and there were images here and there, but it wasn't quite as prominent as it became with timeline. So that was one thing. Um, another thing that was really important is they changed the cover photo. They gave, there was, there's a big timeline image right at the top of our Facebook pages now that wasn't there before. And this is just prime real estate. And it's really a great opportunity for brands to, I guess, to express who they are. And it's important that you change that, that regularly, that you change that, you know, every month or so you might want to have, you know, seasonal changes or something like that. But that timeline image is quite large and it's really important aspect of your brand page. That's, um, there's a couple other things. Do you have time for me to go into it? Yeah. Far away, Jen, this is all good stuff. No worries. So Timeline also introduced a lot of insights. So page owners were finally able to see how many fans they had and which fans were talking and from which countries they were talking uh, about their posts, which posts they were talking about. So you could see if you posted, you know, let's say over a week, you might post two photos and two videos and two question updates Well, you could then go in and see, did the photos generate more interaction on your page or was it the question update? And you can see how, what the impact was, which is just fantastic for page owners. And then that helps you fine tune your, your messages, I guess, to make sure you have the biggest impact on your audience. And then we get to my favorite thing, which is the ability to highlight a post or pin a post to the top. And a lot of brand page owners don't realize that you can pin 
a post to the top of your Facebook page and it will stay there for seven days. And a really great way to use this feature is to have a post that is um, kind of like an introduction to your company or your brand. Or you might want to say, like it might be your opt-in or it might be, you know, your email capture. Or you might have an event coming up and you have a, a little short video that encourages people to click and opt-in to get more information about the event. That's where you want to pin that to the top so that when I do come and visit your brand page, that's the first thing I see. And for some of our corporate clients, it's nice to have like an introduction. Who are we? This is us. And you might have an, like a tour of the inside of their office, or you might get to meet their marketing director in a video or something like that. It's really cool. And then you can also highlight posts that have maybe, um, especially if you have like eye-catching images, it's nice to highlight them. And that means it takes up the entire yeah. width of your Facebook page. And it kind of makes your page, when somebody's browsing it, looks a lot more interesting to have different shapes and sizes on your page. Got it. That's an excellent tip. And I've actually never thought of using it in that manner. So I'm definitely going to take that one away and implement that myself. Let's move on to the next one, which feeds on from the discussion, mm -hmm. I guess, about um, you know having good quality images and impactful stories in your post. Tell us a little bit about page post ads. This, again, was a, a very good innovation, I guess, for advertisers. Yes, yes. Page post ads are excellent and they're very effective. So most people are familiar with marketplace ad, which is the traditional sort of rectangular shaped ads that you find on the right hand side of Facebook. And about a year ago again or so that Facebook introduced this page post ad concept, which means that the ad starts its life as a post on your page as an update. So you might want to say, you know, um, we have a special on holidays to the Bahamas and it, you post a picture of the Bahamas and a link where people can click through to get the special offer on the holiday to the Bahamas. And then once you have that post on your page, you can go into your ads manager and create an ad from that post. And so that kind of carries that post over to the right-hand side. It gets a much, much bigger picture than a regular marketplace ad. And it also has that social proof aspect of showing how many likes, how many comments, and how many shares that post has had. So if you use the page post ad format to highlight your most popular discussions on your page, obviously the discussions where you have an image, because that's going to be the most, give you the most impact, those discussions, you highlight those with a page post ad and you get a lot of traction from it for a very low price. Got it. Excellent. Cool. Well, what are your top tips on page post ads in terms of the best format and content to use? And also, what about frequency? Is there a good amount of times to be using page post ads? Well, the the first thing to consider is you, you want to make sure you have an image in the post. There are some people who, you know, every day on my Facebook page, I see people doing page post ads for posts that don't have any images. And you're kind of wasting the effort there yeah. because you get a whole lot more real estate if you do include an image of some kind. So number one is you want to make sure you have an image. When you're choosing your image, number two is to choose a colorful, bright, engaging kind of image that is going to stand out on Facebook. One that works very, very well is a screenshot of a video. So when you have a screenshot of a video, it looks like a video itself. It has a play arrow. And sometimes these can get approved by Facebook. We've had a couple get disapproved because if it has the play button. But I, I have about 10 of them running at the moment. And so it's not against the terms of service. 
and you can advertise those and it looks fantastic because it's just, yeah. it's obvious it's a video and people want to click it. And once they click it, they go to the post and there's your link to watch the video. So that's, um, that's the second tip. The third tip is to choose your, your posts that already have a fair amount of engagement. You can reactivate an old topic from your Facebook page, reactivate it today. You can go back to something you posted back in December if you wanted to. If it got 28 comments from people and it's still relevant, you can make a page post ad about it. And that reactivates it for all of your new fans and advertise it to them. Fantastic. Cool. What about the actual makeup of the post itself? Is there a certain length of um, text or a specific call to action? There is. Yeah. Good question. Yeah. Very, very, very good question. Yes, there is. That's, I'm glad you brought that up. So what you want to do is make sure your post is short. You want maybe one maximum of two sentences. Sometimes people make um, Facebook posts on their page that are you know three or four paragraphs long Really, you're much better off making a blog post and linking to your blog post if you have that much to say. So just say one or two sentences and provide a link where they can get more information if you need to. So one or two sentences, an image, and a link. And if you want to give your page post a boost, you can put the link in the first comment instead of putting it in the post itself. You can put the link to, you know, for us to read more or to go to your blog post or to watch your video. If you put that in the comments below, you've automatically given your page post a boost because Facebook sees it as relevant because, oh, wow, it already has a comment. This must be really popular. We'll show it to more people. Got it. So the thing is to get it set up, get your um, Mm -hmm. link added to your comment, hopefully get a bit of social interaction going first and then to use page post ad to then boost it up and get uh, more leverage from it. Exactly, exactly. Now, when you're creating your page post ad, you have control over who gets to see that ad. Now, I recommend at the very beginning, when you're just starting out, that you only advertise to your existing fans. Um, you, you can advertise to anybody you want to, but you're going to save a lot of money and a lot of frustration and a lot of wasted clicks if you only advertise to your existing fans to start off with. It might seem counterintuitive because... You're advertising to people who are already your fans. But the truth of the matter is that at this point, only 7 to 10% of people will see your posts anyway if you don't promote them or create a page post ad. So what you're doing by creating a page post ad is ensuring that more of your fans do see the post. They click on it. Hopefully they like it. And hopefully they comment on it or share it. And then that way, they're the ones sharing your content with their friends instead of you um, proactively advertising to their friends. So when you're first starting out, that's a great way to, in, to engage your fans to get and to get more fans by them being the ones to share your content. Does that make sense? Absolutely. No, it makes perfect sense. And uh, yeah, with those sort of numbers of only seven to 10% of actual reach for a typical post, I think, um, you know, it's almost perhaps a necessity if you really want to leverage your fan base to actually start using page post ads to reach them. So that's good. It is. I have one more thing to say about that before you move on to the next thing, though. It's one thing that a lot of people, this is really relevant now. A lot of people are who are not advertising only to their fans. They might be advertising to, say, everybody who likes internet marketing in the United States. Yeah. 
One of the problems that you're having with people who choose a broad target market for their page post ads is a little bit of um, pushback from people saying, you know, stop spamming me, stop writing on my page, stop showing your ads, all that sort of stuff. And it's causing some friction for, for advertisers. Yep. So you really don't want to be upsetting people with your ads and you have no control over how often or where Facebook show your ads. So in the beginning, it's great to just stick to your fans and boost your fan numbers that way and let them be the ones to share your content. Got it. Excellent tips. Good. Well, how do page post ads differ from promoted posts? Because that, again, was another innovation that came out quite recently. And I guess we should probably just distinguish the difference between the two. And perhaps we also talk about sponsored stories as well. But let's start with promoted posts. Yep. Yeah, promoted posts. So when you go into your Facebook page and you make a new post, so you upload a photo and you comment, you know, you you make your post, right in the bottom right-hand corner is the option to promote this post. So that gives you the option to pay Facebook, you know, $5 or $10 or $15 or maybe more if you have thousands of fans to show that post to a certain number of your fans. So let's say you have a thousand fans, it might cost you $15 to make sure that Facebook show your post to 800 of them. That's a promoted post and you really don't have much control over it. And what it does is it shows up in our newsfeed just like your post would anyway. It just says sponsored underneath it. So it doesn't really look like an ad, whereas page post ads are in the right hand column and they look like an ad. So everybody knows that a page post ad is an ad, but with a sponsor, with a promoted post, it's right there in the newsfeed, right in the middle. And, um, and again, you should promote those to your fans only. Facebook do give you the option to promote to fans and friends of fans, but I highly recommend you avoid that, that choice at this point until Facebook can fine tune it a little bit more. Yeah, and I guess that's where you would get resistance um, if your actual post started showing up in uh, feeds of other people who perhaps weren't really interested in your content. I guess that's when you get the haters and the <laughs> and the spammeritics coming out yeah. and uh, throwing abuse at you. That's right. Right. In my case, like if you advertise to my friends, like, you know, my Aunt Diane is one of my friends on Facebook. Like my Aunt Diane is 60 years old. She doesn't do anything related to business or marketing or anything like that. And if you're advertising your stuff to my Aunt Diane just because she's my friend, it kind of doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um, I guess people are working on the assumption that all of my friends are going to be interested in, you know, PPC advertising or something just because <laughs> I am. <laughs> Good. Well, are there any kind mm-hmm. of... Um, good do's and don'ts for promoted posts again is there any sort of type of post that make a more effective um useful promoted post or is it kind of following the same sort of guidelines of uh, that of uh, page post ads well look i think that it's it's just one of those things that you want to use sparingly you want to use you don't necessarily have to promote every post you write you don't have to promote every you make everything into a page post ad so you might post maybe once or twice a week something on your page that gets a lot of interaction or a lot of, you know, debate or, you know, people are just sharing it like crazy because it's super useful and really helpful or really timely. I mean, those are the things you want to look out for. And those are the things you want to make sure people see more of all your other posts. They can just be there. You don't have to use promoted posts or page post ads or anything to amplify those 
items. They, you know, they're not going to have an impact on your bottom line. I think you should choose the choose to spend money on things that are going to make you money. And those things would be, um, you know, your best, most um, targeted posts, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does indeed. Great. Okay. Well, next item that I've got scribbled down on my notepad here is sponsored stories. How does that differ from the two we just talked about? Now, sponsored stories, I know this can get a little bit confusing, but sponsored stories are very, very simple ads on Facebook. Again, they appear in the right-hand side, sometimes on mobiles. Um, they might appear right in the newsfeed as well. It, you'd see um, like suggested apps to download, or you'll see that Jennifer Shan likes this page, or suggested page, or a suggested app, or something like that. Um, that I like a post or that I've checked into a restaurant or those kinds of things. And it really is just the business is paying to amplify the fact that people are engaging with their brand in some way or another. Yeah. Now, this is an excellent way to get new fans on your page because it's such a simple ad. And for some reason, people um, take action on them very quickly. So if you're looking to build your audience and you want to get more fans, Sponsored stories are an excellent option. You can set a budget for $5 a day and set up a very targeted sponsored story campaign that you just make sure that, you know, you just advertise $5 a day. It's not a huge investment and you'll see, you'll get quite a few fans every single day from your $5 investment. Okay, got it. Right. Next one I'm going to fire at you is conversion tracking. And I know when we caught up on an, another podcast of mine, I guess 18 months ago, you were using a number of kind of external tools to track conversions via Facebook. Have you moved over to the new conversion tracking tool within Facebook? And what are your thoughts on it? You know, this is um, conversion tracking is fantastic. And every single one of our clients, uh, all the way back, dating back to 2010, has said, doesn't Facebook have conversion tracking? How come? Why don't they? Um, Facebook is such a such a young platform and, and it's growing and changing constantly. Now, in my time, um, ever since I've been advertising on Facebook since before 2008, um, this is now the third time I've seen some form of conversion tracking come through on Facebook. So I'm a little bit skeptical about it just because it kind of appears and then disappears for no apparent reason. Um, but I'm hoping that this time it sticks around for good. It, because it's so useful and it really is important to understand that, that your efforts are paying off. So conversion tracking on Facebook means that you can um, create a conversion pixel and place it on your confirmation page. And you can add a dollar value to that. So if each sale is worth $10 to you, you can um, specify that in Facebook and set up an ad campaign to track, you know, to to work towards that goal, I suppose, that conversion goal. And it's quite simple. It's it's quite good because it tracks conversions that happen within one day, um, seven days, or 28 days after a person either clicks on the ad or if they view the ad. So that's quite, um, that's quite unique. If, you know, if I see your ad and 28 days later I buy from you, that will still register as a conversion, which Got is pretty it. cool. Fantastic. Well, that's very good. And I guess there are advantages to having all of that information within the one interface inside Facebook rather than having to use multiple tools. 
It is. It is good. I just I just caution people because I'm not sure how long it'll stick around. <laughs> Going on history, who knows? Maybe, yeah, maybe here that's tomorrow. That's right. Proceed with know. caution. Things change. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a very good point. And um, it's something I know you and I are very much aligned on is you should never be single point sensitive and just reliant on one tool or one medium. So it's a good lesson there. You know, don't put all of your eggs in one basket and convert over to Facebook conversion tracking. Still use your other tools as well. Good. Okay. Well, next one on my list we have is we have is Facebook offers. And this is not something that I've used. So I'm very keen to find out a little bit more about how the application of Facebook offers can be applied to a business and how effective it is. So uh, Jen, the floor's yours. Tell us about Facebook offers. Absolutely. So Facebook offers are a really cool feature for certain kind of businesses. So if you can provide a substantial discount to your Facebook fans, um, it could it could go crazy, absolutely crazy. It's almost like your own little mini Groupon um, right there within Facebook. So once you've got some fans and you've got an established presence and, and a good solid brand page, you know, your timeline is all set up and, and you're well branded because you're going to get quite a lot of traffic from this. So you want to make sure it's well branded and well established. Then um, there's a couple of things you want to look out for, for with Facebook offers. It's you're offering a discount. So you want to make that discount something fairly substantial, like at least 20% off your regular price or double the value. You know, like if you buy one t-shirt, you get one free or um, something like that. You know, you buy our calendar, you get free shipping or you buy one, get one to give as a gift or that kind of stuff. So you want to make sure it's fairly substantial and fairly unique. Um, but you also want to make sure that it's simple so that it's really, really easy and that people don't have to, you know, buy one blue one and one pink one and then exchange an orange one and then stand on their head for five minutes. You know, <laughs> you want to make sure it's, you wouldn't believe the things that come across my desk. So keep it simple. Just spend a hundred dollars with us and we'll send you, you know, a free coffee mug or something like that. Now, again, images come back to to haunt us. So you want to make sure you use a clear and engaging image. Pictures of people using the product are fantastic. Um, anything with people in it works way better on Facebook than just like if you're selling coffee mugs, just a picture of the coffee mug is not nearly as powerful as a happy, smiling woman holding your coffee mug. Yeah. Um, she, that woman with the big smile and looking directly in the camera is going to generate so much more engagement than just a coffee mug. Got it. Um, and you want to make sure that you can see it from far away too. So if it's a tiny little thumbnail image, don't shove too much stuff into your image. Were you going to say something? Yeah, I was going to ask about the use of um, text on the images because I would think that a lot of people would be inclined to put, you know, the offer on the image itself, perhaps, you know, a big sign with 20% off. Is that effective? And do Facebook even allow it right now? Um, you can, you can use a, an image with, with that for offers, you can, but I still recommend you're much better off with a nice picture of a person looking directly at the camera. Okay, good. And what sort of results have your clients been getting with Facebook um, offers? Have you got any sort of success stories that you can kind of attribute? There's, yeah, absolutely. It's fantastic for events. So um, I'm sure you're familiar with, you know, when you have events and, and you want to fill the room and you have a certain number of spots available at this price or the VIP pricing and, you know, that sort of thing. It's fantastic to advertise an offer directly to your fans and promote it 
on Facebook. But what you need to do to make it really just explode like a rocket is to cross promote everywhere at the same time. So we recommend that you have like a launch date. Say you want it to launch at 10 p.m. on this day. And at that same time, you want to make sure that you are also sending an email to your entire database telling them to go to your Facebook page and get this offer. You can, you'll get a direct link to the offer on Facebook and get them to go straight there and do that before, before it's on there for too long. Because an offer without many people taking up the offer doesn't show very much social proof. Yeah. So right there on the offer, it says, you know, four people claimed this. It's not quite as powerful as 4,000 people claimed this. Yeah. So you want to make sure that you've got a blog post and a video and an email going out to your audience and that you pin that post to the top and that you promote, you get to choose your budget with your offer. So you can choose a nice big hefty budget and promote the daylights out of it and get as many of your existing customers to go and claim the offer as quickly as possible. Um, that really helps give it a super boost. Cool. I guess this is something that's probably for occasional use, but when it is applied, sounds very, very effective. Um, most of our clients use it for um, about once a quarter or so. Yeah. It seems to be a good a good amount of time to have an offer. If you have them too often, they kind of lose their oomph. But every so often for different kinds of markets, it's once a quarter is good time. Fantastic. Good. Well, the next one I've got on my list, I'm very excited to talk to you about because I think the marketing opportunities for this look absolutely fantastic. And that's custom audiences. And more recently, which I think is very fresh, is lookalike audiences. What's, uh, what's this update all about? Yes. Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> so um, this is just fantastic. And I've been waiting and waiting, and waiting for this option. So custom audiences allow you to load in your email database into Facebook. You load it in using the power editor in Facebook. And, um, and once you input that database, Facebook will automatically match that encrypted data against Facebook's active users. Yeah. And they will build a custom audience in your ads account with everybody that matches your list. So that means that you can advertise your product or service, your ad campaign only goes to those people who match that email list. Wow. I mean, that's so it's, powerful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's really good. And you, you know that these people have already had some sort of contact with you depending on where they are in your funnel, you know, your sales funnel follow-up process. So if you know that you met them at a conference or you know that these all these people came from a trade show or these are all leads from your podcast, um, you know, you can tailor that audience. You can tailor that ad campaign to speak directly to those people. They might be your newsletter subscribers and, um, and you know, you want to offer them a special deal or what it's just the options are unlimited. It's so exciting. Wow. Yeah. I'm just thinking in my head now, as you talk about this, of the opportunities, you know, to kind of collaborate segmented email lists with, uh, Facebook custom audiences and Google remarketing. I mean, the precise messaging that you can create with those three tools is just, uh, well, I mean, it's mind blowing. I think the opportunities are, yeah. are, are pretty fantastic. Good. Have you managed to roll this out with any customers yet or even for, um, your yes. own activities? So, so what we've done is we've, we recommend that you load in your custom audience and then you fine tune it even further. So you can speak to just people who live in the United States 
or just people. So you load in your entire email database and you might have, you know, 300,000 are in the US and 200,000 are in Canada and 100,000 are in the UK. And you can set them up to target only those that are in the UK and speak only to them about their stuff. You can also target it even further and go to only women in the UK who are 40 years, um, 40 to 45 and married. Um, really narrowing it down to, you know, those people who um, work in the healthcare industry in the UK, you know, I mean, it just goes <laughs> down to a micro level. And uh, it's really, really exciting. Wow, fantastic. And I guess if you know who's on your list, you could actually get it down to a targeting of almost an individual person if you knew them that well, which would be very freaky. <laughs> oh, that's cool stuff. What about lookalike audiences, Jen? Yeah. I mean, that's a, an offshoot, as I understand it. Um, exactly. Tell us a little bit about that and what the opportunities are there. Right. So lookalike audiences, you need to have a custom audience first. So what you could do is you could load up your a custom audience of your best customers. Let's say you have, you know, a thousand people who have spent a whole lot of money with you. They've been your clients for years. They're, you know, committed and involved. And every time you have an event, they come. And every time you sell something, they buy it. You've got that email list of those ideal customers. You load them into Facebook as a custom audience. And then you can go in to create a lookalike audience. And what that will do, Facebook will then find people who are similar to the people who are on your custom audience list. Got it. Does so that it's, make sense? Yeah. So it's so, looking at their so it's like, profile. Exactly. So it's looking yeah. at all of their profile data, all the things they like and don't like, how much they, you know, how active they are and all that sort of stuff in what country they're in. And you can narrow it right down and create a lookalike audience and advertise directly to them. Wow, Yay. good. That is, that is super <laughs> awesome. And this has just been rolled out, right? I mean, this thing has got sort of global yes. release only in the last, I don't know, maybe week or so. Have you got any results from yep. this? Have you managed to test it at all yet? It's, we've got, we've got two test campaigns running right now. And so far the results are phenomenal. The, the click through rates are just through the roof, which means that our cost per click is much lower. And it means that our ads stay or just so much more profitable. The ROI is huge yeah. because we're not spending nearly as much money and the audience is just so much more targeted. Otherwise, you know, you're advertising to all men who live in a particular area who like a particular thing. It's kind of a guess, you know, you're yeah. kind of hoping that these people will be similar, but um, this is just, there's, there's no hoping or guessing about it. It's fantastic. Love it. Love it. Cool. All right. Well, I've got the a last item on the list. Um, and again, it's very topical because there's a lot of talk about it at the moment. And that is graph search. Lift the lid on this one. What's it all yes. about, Jen? Okay. So graph search is fairly new. And um, I mean, Facebook have been talking about it for a little while and, and it's been out there and not too many people are really, I don't know, maybe not really paying attention to it. But the truth, what, what it is, is that Facebook is sort of linked to Bing in the search engine, right? So they've had a fairly strong relationship since way back in 2008. And so um, they're, they're, they've always been kind of building this database of, you know, they know everything about us, basically. Facebook do. <laughs> Facebook do. And so they've been trying to use this information to build this search engine kind of behind the scenes. So they... Now what, what you can do with graph search is like, let's say you go into Google, right? And you type in, 
um, photographers in Melbourne, Australia. And so you type in photographers and you get all those people who are really good at their SEO and rank for photographer Melbourne, Australia, right? Yeah. They may, it doesn't say that they're good photographers. It just means they're really good at SEO. <laughs> so when you go into Facebook and you type in photographer Melbourne, Australia, you're going to receive results based on what your friends like, what your pages your friends like and pages your friends have commented on or places your friends have checked in. So it's awesome for restaurants and um, any sort of like bars and nightclubs and local businesses and hardware stores and coffee shops and all that sort of stuff. Because by typing those words in, everything that is optimized on Facebook for photographer Melbourne, Australia is going to appear in your search. So you can then select whether you want to get images or you want to get um, pages or you want to get people and Facebook will return those results to you. So it's more important than ever that photographers in Melbourne, Australia are well optimized on their Facebook page and their profiles and their business page so that when I type that in, I find you. Got it. Well, that makes perfect sense. I guess as the next question, we should probably cover how you optimize that page. So let's start off with, I guess, the research aspect. How do you know what key phrases to be targeting? Because I'm sure it works um, in terms of search terms as Google would do. How do you start off with the research? And then what do you do in terms of actually getting the page optimized for those search terms? Yeah, well, I think that the the search terms are going to be fairly similar, which is this is the first time that I've ever said that because for years I've been saying, you know, Facebook is not Google. Facebook is not, you know, you don't need the same keywords on Facebook in Facebook ads that you do in Google AdWords. Google AdWords, you know, you're, you're searching for words that people are going to type into the search box for your ad to appear. But here on Facebook, that's not the same. You're, you're, the keywords we use in Facebook ads are demographic keywords. We're looking for people who like Oprah Winfrey. They're not going to type Oprah Winfrey into the, into the search box on Facebook. Do you know what I, I mean? Yeah. But when it, when it comes to optimizing your Facebook page, you do need those keywords. You need the same Google keywords because people are, it's not as like, it's not a context search anymore. If I'm looking for a good coffee shop in New York city, you know, near times square, I'm going to put good coffee times square. Yeah. And, and I'll see my, I'll say, Oh wow. My friend Stacy was just here and Oh wow. She, look, she found this great spot. Of course I'm going to go there because it's like Stacy just commented on this thing and she put a picture of her and her husband at this coffee shop. So of course I'll go there because it gives me something to talk about with Stacy and it's recommended by my friend, which is far more powerful than um, SEO optimized Google search. Yeah, well, it's got that social element to it. Do we know yet where we should be placing those key phrases within our page? Because we're quite limited with content placement, aren't we, on Facebook? Well, you are and you're not. It depends. You just need to know where to look. So I can clue you in. <laughs> That's why we got you, the, Jen. The first thing you want to do is um, you've got the right person on the call for that question. <laughs> um, the first thing you want to do is um, name your page 
appropriately. So just a simple name using your business name and or location, but you don't want it to go on and on and on. So it shouldn't be, you know, Joe's coffee, the best coffee in New York city in near times square, anything like that. It could just say Joe's coffee times square or, you know, Joe's coffee shop, New York city or something like that. Um, and then when you categorize your page, you want to choose your business category and you can choose up to three subcategories. So you might be a restaurant, you might be a cafe, you might be a coffee roaster or a coffee grinder, or, you know, you can find three uh, subcategories as well. And those are more important than ever. In the past, we just picked one category and didn't really care what it was, but you want to choose, make sure you choose it as closely as possible. Um, the next step is to research relevant keywords for your business. So I'm recommending that you just get your main top SEO keywords and start with that. It's, I mean, a couple of phrases might be good, but you want it to make sense because you're going to be putting this into your posts and you're going to be putting it in your about section on Facebook. And there's a, a section about your mission, uh, your company description, all of that on your page and your profile. You can fill that with keywords. But I mean, obviously you don't want to do it like a spammy list with just keywords and commas. Like, you know, you can say, we are Joe's coffee shop. We believe in the best coffee in New York city. We we're located right by Times square. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that people can read it and make sense. And then you want to expand your page so you can make sure that you post pictures to your page and tag your business in the photo. This is something that not a lot of people are doing. When you upload a photo to a page, it gives you the option to tag someone in the photo. And I recommend you tag either yourself personally or your business page in every photo that you load up. So if people are searching for coffee in New York City, you know, your page will come up and that image will come up in the image search. And you can also use those keywords in your posts. Again, you know, saying we've just been voted the best coffee in New York City, right? So um, that kind of stuff. So you want to make sure that you're using those keywords in the post and in your comments and in the about section and mission section and company description section of your page. Wow. Got it. Okay. This is, this is great stuff, Jen. And, um, I'm sure we've given people plenty of actionable stuff just around graph search alone. There's some fantastic tips there. It's exciting. Yeah. It is so exciting. And I think in terms of, you know, development as of Facebook as a, as a platform, we've just got a whole new level of usage, you know, and what it can be used for coming up with graph search. So this is fantastic stuff. I can't believe what's happened in 12 months. It seems so much since we last spoke. <laughs> it sure has goodness me imagine what's going to happen in the next 12 months it'll be awesome it's oh. fun to try to keep up with it all that's for sure i'm sure yeah that's a big job for you to keep on top of it well i want to ask you what have you been doing in the last 12 months i know from personal conversations we've had you've also been up to a lot tell us about some of those developments in your own business Oh, yeah. Wow. We've had such a fabulous time. Um, well, our agency, FB Ads Lab, has grown dramatically over the past 12 months. We have now we have employees on lots of different continents and we help clients internationally all over the place. So we work mainly with agencies and small to medium sized businesses who already have successful ads running on AdWords and they understand the importance of SEO and they just don't want to. Um, 
you know, hire someone in house and they just want to get their Facebook stuff right from the beginning. And so we work with them to help them understand exactly how to optimize their page, how to build their page, what they need to say, how often they need to say it, and then when and how to introduce ads into the mix and which style of the ads formats are best for them and their company and their audience. So we've been doing all of that and it's just been um, growing, going from strength to strength, which is so cool. One of the big things we got to do this year is um, work on Barack Obama's 2012 re-election campaign. So that was very, very exciting times, and uh, and we were able to advertise in key demographic, you know, swing states, and um, just the inside operations there, just fascinating. So that that was very, uh, that was definitely a highlight of our year. Wow, that's that's fantastic. I'm a little bit disappointed you didn't mention my name as a as a customer alongside Barack Obama, but there you go. <laughs> Not quite as such a big name. You were number two. I thought we oh. only had time for one. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. And what about what's next, Jen? You've got some exciting plans on the horizon. Where are you going with your agency from here on? Absolutely. Yeah, we do. So because we've been working, you know, with Barack Obama's team and because now we have several um, large international brands on board, we've just, by the nature of the way that things have happened, we've developed a very specialist team who are experts at dealing with bigger brands and bigger brands with very strict brand, um, you know, guidelines and uh, a, a large international audience. So we have now developed that team and they're just rocking. So we're setting up a separate agency directly for them to work you know, solely in focus on those on those bigger brands that they're working with now, and that's really exciting. It's been fun setting that up, and and you know, just d- developing that team has just been awesome. It's so fun to work with really motivated, talented people. It's great. Yeah, it's a buzz, isn't it? Good. Well, I know that's pretty close to completion, so um, I guess I'm going to announce close, that yes. and point people in the right direction. Perhaps not on this episode, but uh, in forthcoming ones. So I'll make sure people find that new agency site. But for now. Jen, what's the best place for people to come find you? The best place is to come to fbadslab.com and our Facebook page is like fbadslab.com. And um, pretty soon we're going to have a podcast on iTunes, so that'll be really good. It'll be filled with quick tips and strategies for business pages. So just really short episodes, just to answer the most common questions we get. We have a list of 48 questions, so I think I have plenty of episodes (laughs) <laughs> to get started. Um, so yeah, that's that's where we are. Be great to connect with you guys. Awesome. Jen, that's been absolutely fantastic. It's probably one of the most content-packed episodes we've had to date. There's some absolutely awesome strategies there. Thanks so much for coming on the show. And um, perhaps we'll do it all again in 12 months' time and, and see what other developments have taken place inside Facebook. Thank you so much for having me, James. It's been great chatting with you. Thanks, Jen. Bye. Bye. This week's news in traffic. Okay, so some activity out of Pinterest. They've given their site a new design and they've built it up on a new platform, which they say is going to help them roll out more updates in the future. Um, The new site design just features a more kind of stylish, more ergonomic look. Nothing groundbreaking in terms of updates, just a couple of um, enhancements that allow you to find pins that you may be interested in a little bit easier. Um, Anyway, head on over to Pinterest.com. When you log in, you'll be faced with a prompt to convert over to the new design, um, hit yes, it's a nice improvement and well worth checking out. 
News out of Facebook. Well, they've rolled out their lookalike audiences, which is a development of their custom audiences and gives advertisers the opportunity to reach potential customers who share the same similar characteristics with their current ones. Now, although we've discussed this earlier in the show with Jen, I want to mention it again because this really is an extremely strong feature that you should be getting a hold of right now. Now, if you missed the section of the interview where Jen reveals her insider tips on lookalike audiences, hit rewind on the podcast. This is a big update. In other news, watch this space for a new brand and traffic news portal that I'm going to be releasing real soon. Now, if you enjoy the weekly SEO news videos I release over at SEOSherpa.com and the PPC news updates I put out at ClickJam.com, this new site is going to be a powered up version and the central hub where I'll release my core video content from now on. Now, the domain has been chosen, the site designs are in process and we'll be sure to announce the release here on Traffic Jam in the coming weeks. I've got some really nice listener comments this week. And the first one is from Jason, who says, sitting here listening to this whilst eating my breakfast, I'll be tuning into the next episode when I finish my toast. Loving it. Well, what more can I say, Jason, but enjoy that breakfast of yours. I've got a comment from Alvin who says, another great podcast, James. Love the Filipino jam this week. And uh, that is in response to the tune that played out last week's episode, Bibot by the Black Eyed Peas. Alvin, thanks for dropping by. And Pointer drops in to say, this is the very first time I've listened in and absolutely loving it. Thanks, guys. Really appreciate the feedback. Downloads are really growing. We're up to about 25% growth per episode. And we're still sitting strong in the top few percent on the new and noteworthy section, at least for the UAE anyway. So thanks, guys, for your support. Really do appreciate the comments. It really is what makes this show so rewarding for me. So keep them coming. Now, of course, if you want to comment or post your ideas and feedback, then you can do so on iTunes. Just search for Traffic Jam Podcast by James Reynolds. And of course, on the website, trafficjamcast.com. The one minute traffic tip. I mentioned at the top of the show that I'm a regular contributor to digitalbytes.me and I also provide regular content for ehalul.com, the Bahrain based social blog, Ernesto Verdugo's amazing websites.tv, and from next week I'll also be contributing to another regional based site, interactiveme.com. Now, guest posting where you supply content to other website owners who perhaps have a similar target market to your own is a very effective way to get yourself in front of a relevant audience. There are many website owners who are looking for quality content to place on their blogs, in their forums and in their members area. And if you can supply good content, it's a real win-win situation. The website owner gets great content and you get in front of a new audience who may find out about you for the very first time. So how do you find such sites? Well, one simple way is to reach out to websites in your market who you may think might benefit from your content or two, pop on over to guestr.com, that's G-U-E-S-T-R.com, which features a directory of sites which accept contributor content. 
Okay, it's a wrap on another episode of Traffic Jam. I'll be back next week with another feature guest and a whole show packed full of traffic tips. If you've enjoyed this episode, leave us a review on iTunes, leave a comment on trafficjamcast.com and I'll be sure to mention you next week. Playing out episode number five is an old school classic hip hop track. It's by Run DMC. It's called It's Tricky. And I happen to know that Run DMC are one of Jen Sheehan's favorite acts. So I hope she enjoys this one. Here we go. Run DMC. It's Tricky. This speech is my recital. I think it's very vital to rock around. That's right. On top. It's tricky. Here we go. Time and rock around. I said it's not that easy. It's tricky to rock around, to rock around. That's right, on time is tricky. How is it, be? It's tricky, tricky, tricky. It's tricky to rock around, rock around. That's right, on time is tricky. Tricky, tricky, tricky. In New York, the people talk and try to make us rhyme. They really hawk, but we just walk because we have no time. And in the city, it's a pity because we just can't hide. Tinted windows don't. Listening to the Traffic Jam podcast with James Reynolds. To know more about this program and to subscribe for future episodes, check out the website trafficjamcast.com. When I wake up, people take up mostly all of my time. I'm not singing folky bringing cause I make up for It's 